Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. And we're brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Do you wish that you could have stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so that they can make more money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Download the Prediction Strike app right now in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com and create an account. Use the code SGP, then deposit funds and buy, sell, and hold all of your futures on your favorite players. Use that promo code SGP. Get a free athlete share with your first deposit of up to $20 or more. Again, take advantage through the promo code SGP with Prediction Strike. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Yes, indeed, we are back and we have flipped the calendar into the month of October, or as we like to say on Three Dog Thursday, Locktober with the underdogs. I am merely the somewhat capable host, fresh off of a wild weekend where I spent time in Tuscaloosa calling on national radio with Steve Berline, Alabama's absolute beatdown of Ole Miss. Who was that? Was that the host saying last week that he thought 15 points was too much for Alabama? I apologize, Nick Saban. I apologize, Tide fans, as they led 28-0 at the half, 35-0 after the first drive of the third quarter. They were awesome. So I was there for the number one team in the country. Then I got the privilege of getting on the planes and getting up to Foxborough, Massachusetts for what was some scene. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers defeating the New England Patriots in a crazy close game. His return to Foxborough after winning six titles there with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They beat New England 1917. So I've recovered from both. I'm back in. We're ready to talk lots of underdogs straight ahead. 
from uh, Vegas Insider and MajorWager.com. Senior handicapper Brian Edwards is here. He's going to be back. Brian was rolling again last week with Boston College. He tried to tell you, did you listen? Boston College hanging in with Clemson. That was one of our covers from a week ago. Uh, so Brian will be here. We also have our no huddle underdog picks coming up later on the show. Plenty to get to. Reminder, however you found this show, social media link, Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to Three Dog Thursday on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe. It comes automatically to you. More and more of you are finding it by the thousands. Over the past month, we've seen the growth in September. Keep it going. Spread the word. Rate us and review us as well, and more people will see it, especially on Apple Podcasts, et cetera. And we keep handing out the underdogs. Again, Brian is here in a moment. He handed out one on our no-huddle underdog picks. You got three NFL underdogs that came through. Gary Seegers with the Seattle Seahawks. T.C. Martin with the Arizona Cardinals. Tyler Jones with the Baltimore Ravens last week. We handed out four more underdogs successfully. No, the host swung and missed last week. I apologize. Notre Dame didn't get it done with Cincinnati. What was up with the Irish at home in a game that they were in in the fourth quarter and didn't find a way to win? Georgia Tech pick horrible with Pittsburgh. I got no excuses for that. And then what happened to the Vikings? I had the Vikings at home with the Browns getting points. They get the early 7-0 lead, and it's like they took nerve gas after that, and Cleveland shut them out the rest of the game. Beat him in a low-scoring, like, 14-7 to 7 game. So I whiffed. I was 0 for 3. I've got to be better this week, and I've got a couple of doggies that I like. So let's get to it. Let's bring him right in. Senior handicapper from Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. He is back with us. He is Brian Edwards. Loving it all. Love to be back with you on Three Dog Thursday. Nice call on Boston College. Well done. Good to have you. What's happening, TJ? Yeah, um, that was one of uh... – a handful of winners I had last week, but I had some L's too, and my Gators and my Falcons oh. went down, but my weekend wasn't as bad as Urban Myers. Oh, that is uh, that is very true. Promise me that we'll, we're going to circle back to that with uh, Meyer and the Jacksonville situation, which again, I, I need to disclaim, we always say this, Brian, we've released the podcast on Thursday. It's a tenuous situation, obviously, in North Florida. You may know an update that they went ahead and deleted Urban Meyer or he went ahead and quit. We don't know that right now at the time that we're taping, but it is bad. And we'll talk more about this in a little bit. Again, we're going to be talking about underdogs for maybe Thursday or Friday. If you're listening later on, on Friday or Saturday, just understand we put the podcast out on Thursday. And again, if you are subscribed, if you're following us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, you'll get it automatically on Thursday when it is original, fresh, and the most relevant. Um, all right, so let's get into some college uh, football and some college underdogs. I mentioned Alabama just bushwhacked. Ole Miss quick comment from you how surprised were you that it was not more competitive well Jonathan Mingo's injury was pretty bad and right when I saw that you know an hour or two before kick I was I was like ew, ew. <laughs> so um uh yeah, it got bad. It got bad. Um, Let me borrow your line know. when I was watching Alabama's defense firsthand and calling the game I went ah e ooh especially the front four. I mean, they, they wrecked Matt Corral and the pass offense without having to blitz Brian and just dismantled them. Yeah. Um, good on Bama. I'll be on them in the first half. Like I normally am, but wasn't last week inexplicably like a dummy, but I'll be back on minus 10 and a half in the first <laughs> half against a &M. Yeah. And they're getting a bunch of points in that one. 
a bunch and a and M now with back-to-back losses kind of took some of the luster off the CBS upcoming three 30 game Eastern time on Saturday. We will see. So the tide looked good. Georgia looks good. We saw Oregon go down. That's going to play into one of my underdogs coming up in the pac 12. We saw Oregon, the last of the unbeaten pac 12 teams lose. We still have an unbeaten Iowa in the big 10. You've still got Oklahoma. They have Texas this week. Very interesting on the unbeaten teams at the top and, and still who is left uh, to get into. All right, so let's uh, let's not tear your weight uh, for the audience. Go right at it with an underdog that you like, where and why in college football, Brian. I'll go Illinois plus 10 at home to Wisconsin. Big revenge game for Illinois. It was a big revenge game for Wisconsin last year because Illinois – uh, got that huge upset win as a 30-and-a-half-point home underdog against Wisconsin in 2019. And Graham Mertz, uh, I can't remember if that was his first career start, but it was one of – or it, something like that. I mean, he had not played – Jack Cohn was the quarterback in 2019, at least for most of the year. And uh, Mertz had five touchdown passes without an interception. Um, Wisconsin spanked Illinois 45-7. to then he played well at the big house, and they won in blowout fashion in week two. Since then, Wisconsin is three and six straight up, mm. and Graham Mertz has a four to 11 TDINT ratio um, since those two big wins. And he had two big games at Illinois and at Michigan to start last uh, season four to 11 TD, and he got a chest injury last week, did not play, or I'm sorry, did not finish the game in last week's home loss to Michigan. But um, he said yesterday that he's going to play, but he might not be 100%. And whatever the case, Wisconsin is number 117 of 130 FBS teams in the nation in scoring. They're averaging only 18.5 points per game. They do have a great defense, but and I'm not putting it all on them, but due to some circumstances uh, and some pick sixes by Mertz, um, Notre Dame and Michigan have scored a combined 79 points the wow. last two weeks. And um, Illinois uh, has been okay at home. They uh, they got a win over Charlotte last week, which Charlotte's actually a pretty good conference USA team. And Illinois has three one-possession losses. Um, they were in control of the Maryland game most of the way. They lost by three. They lost by four at Purdue. They lost by seven to a still undefeated UTSA team. They beat Nebraska, and Nebraska has played, you know, Oklahoma tough, and we'll see what they do against Michigan this week. And um, they did lose in blowout fashion at Virginia. But this one is at home, and uh, only one team has beaten our Illinois by more than seven this year, and Wisconsin's not scoring many points. Uh, I am a little concerned about Jake Hansen, the star linebacker for Illinois. Uh, he hasn't played uh, the last couple games. It's questionable for this week. I'm a little, you know, and Wisconsin can still run the ball. That's still their strength, and Hansen's great at run stopping. So that does concern me a little, but I think what outweighs everything is Wisconsin's ineptitude uh, it, offensively, and Mertz's just piss-poor play over what's now been a long stretch of time we also got home field advantage. We get 10 points, and we got revenge motivation. And Brett Belima's playing his former team, and I think he'll have his guys ready. That's all great points there, especially at the end. Some some serious uh, payback-type situation. Of course, he left on his own to go to Arkansas, and now he's back in the Big Ten with Illinois. That is an afternoon game on the Big Ten Network coming Saturday afternoon. Just one more quick comment. 
did we completely overrate Wisconsin here? I think that's easy to say because so many people thought they, they could potentially win the Big Ten, maybe even be a college football playoff party crasher. Michigan just handled them last week at Madison. Did we overrate Wisconsin? Just one more time real quick. I don't think we overrated their defense. Their defense is still, you know, up there um, number one in the country in run defense and number three in total defense, but their offense is a disaster. And Graham Mertz is, you figured he would grow a little bit. I mean, he was a high four-star recruit. He was a big-time recruit from Wisconsin standards coming out of high school. And um, you would think he would have, you know, played better and, you know, more – experience so yeah we did the short answer we did overrate them but their defense is still really good and as you mentioned the pick six has been uh, a killer for them the last couple of weeks as well and give michigan a lot of credit because they went in there and handled them when when wisconsin was looking to bounce back off the notre dame loss um all right so a second underdog uh, I, I, full disclosure, Brian said to me before we hit record, I'm struggling to come up with a second one that I love. So let me put it to you this way. I, I really like, don't love, I really like Stanford on Friday night as the double figure road dog against Arizona State. I know you're about to warn me off because of injuries, and you did that earlier in the year. You were smart to warn me off in their game with UCLA, but they won again last weekend, dramatic comeback fashion in overtime, scoring on the untimed down to beat Oregon or to tie Oregon and then beat them in overtime. Tanner McKee, the quarterback, has played well. They're getting a boatload of points at Arizona State, who comes off a quality win themselves in beating UCLA. Do you want to warn me off again for three dog Thursday purposes on not taking David Shaw's team and a bunch of points on Friday night? No, not really. I do lean to Stanford. I'm just a little hesitant uh, because short week, got to travel. You're off an overtime game with, you know, extra snaps and whatnot. Um, They're one of their best receivers uh, is out uh, this week. uh, Bryce, Tremaine. Yep. And, um, you know, uh, the, the other really good receiver, Michael Wilson, is still out as well. But they have been a different team uh, with Tanner McKee at quarterback. That's for sure. And he has not thrown an interception. And Stanford is 8-2-2 two, and two against the spread in 12 games as a road underdog during David Shaw's tenure. So, no, I'm not trying to scare you off it. I'm just a little concerned about the short week, maybe yep. a little let down, overtime, travel, et cetera. But I do, if I have to pick it, I, I pick Stanford. They do Stanford. have two outright wins over USC and now Oregon last week as at least a nine point underdog. So it, for whatever it's worth. And one more little nugget, Herm Edwards for Arizona state, whatever it's worth in the crazy COVID season last year, where they only had six total games in the pac 12 in his last eight games at home as the Arizona state coach, they are only one and set with their last eight times. They've been a favorite at home. Under Herm Edwards, Arizona State, one and seven in the last eight as the favorite going back even a couple of seasons. So I like that in my favor, too. I am taking the Stanford Cardinal, even though Brian is trying to counsel me a little bit just to be careful. Did you have one more game? I know Notre Dame is a team that I've been backing. Notre Dame is now favored at Virginia Tech. Any inkling from you in Blacksburg uh, there for the Hokies? to maybe take them as a short underdog on three dog Thursday for the college purposes, Brian. Yeah, I kind of like Vatek. Um, they've had two weeks to prepare and I believe this is the third consecutive opponent of Notre Dame's. Let's see one, 
Yes, it is. The third consecutive opponent of Notre Dame's that's had two weeks to prepare while Notre Dame hasn't, and it is the Irish's sixth game in six weeks. And Vatek played an FCS team, Richmond, in its last game. And Vatek is 3-0 and straight up and 2-1 and against the spread at home this year. And they did not play Notre Dame last year, but they did play them uh, at Notre Dame in 2019, and they lost 21-20 to as a 17-and-a-half-point underdog, and I had the Hokies in that game and they easily covered. Um, I do sort of like the Hokies. I don't love it, but um, I'm probably going to be on the Hokies, yeah. Again, uh, that is a Saturday night ACC Network game uh, for Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. And Justin Fuente uh, could get, could do a lot here if he can get a win. Hey, one thought on Cincinnati. They got the road win. They already have the road win over Indiana, which was a quality one uh, against a Big Ten team. Does that do enough in your mind that if they run the table, uh, should should be in and will be in are two different things? In your mind, have they done enough that they will be in if they run the table at this point, Cincinnati, with those road wins at Indiana and at South Bend against Notre Dame? Well, I don't want to say for sure. It depends on how everything shakes out otherwise. But the way this season is going so far, um, I mean, I'm thinking they will be. Yeah. Um, Now, it does kind of suck that, the AAC is a little down, you know, Dylan Gabriel got hurt for UCF. You know, if he doesn't get hurt, if they beat Louisville in that non-conference game, they probably don't lose last week. And, um, you know, but SMU really only looks like the only quality opponent they have left. So now here's another thing. They need Notre Dame and Indiana to play good the rest of the way. Right. Of course. And, that's very iffy, especially with Penix now. Uh, got that AC shoulder, whatever. Um, now they say he's week to week, but it kind of sounds like he's probably going to be out a month to me. The Indiana quarterback, uh, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and Jack Cohn might still be a little banged up. He was iffy to play last week. He did play, but he didn't finish the game. So, And that helps us with the Hokies this week. But I'm not sure if it helps the Bearcats with Notre Dame moving forward. And again, it is it is Notre Dame's only loss. We'll see, for now. We'll see what happens uh, with that. And that's an impressive, validating win for for Luke Fickle, whose name is going to be mentioned for a lot of jobs, uh, a lot of different places with the with the second straight year that they are doing damage at Cincinnati. Brian Edwards with me for another moment or two. Let's move to the NFL and the pros. Brian from Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Love his insight. Um, all right. So if I said to you off the NFL schedule, give me a game that stands out for an underdog. Who is it and why? I'm playing with fire here a little bit because I think the Cowboys look really good. And Dak Prescott looks great. Ezekiel Elliott looks like he's kind of found a little second win. Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper, defense is creating turnovers, et cetera. But the Giants are 18 and three against the spread their last 21 as road underdogs, and they went at New Orleans last week, and Daniel Jones is playing good football. He's got a four-to-one TD-INT ratio, uh, and Kenny Galladay dropped a touchdown pass against the uh, Washington football team. He is also the NFC Offensive Player of the Week for last week's win over the Saints, Daniel Jones. And 
And he's seventh in the NFL in passing yards, 1,184. He's also got 188 rushing yards, 7.0 yards per carry, two rushing touchdowns, should be three. I think it was Galladay got a holding penalty at Washington on that Thursday night game and a long touchdown run. Career best, 66.7. Completion percentage, they're getting Kadarius Toney in the mix. He had his best game last week. That's a great thing for their offense. Um, I kind of like the over in this game as well. But let's go Giants plus uh, seven. Again, 18 and three against the spread last 21 as a road dog. And again, the Cowboys have won three in a row and have looked very impressive uh, in doing it. Uh, That's a good Carolina team that got off to a good start. And Dak Prescott and company, they were up by 20 points before Carolina dressed it up in the fourth quarter and made it a one score game. Uh, Prescott looks fantastic. I saw that Dallas team at uh, field level Thursday night football, the opener with the Bucs. But um, yeah, very interesting. It is a Sunday afternoon, late window game, 325 local time, 425 Eastern time for Cowboys and Giants in that one. Quick comment from you, because we were on this all offseason on the hire of Urban Meyer out of the broadcast booth, the former Florida and Ohio State coach. He has flaked out at both Gainesville and also at Ohio State, and it is unraveling faster than you can spell Jaguars in, in Jacksonville. Do you believe that his departure is imminent here in October? Does he last the month? He might not last this weekend. We don't know that at the time that we're taping. 0-4, there's a a scandalous social media video of him with a young woman in a nightclub that's not his wife. He's had to apologize for it. Brian, is this potentially over sooner and soon for Urban Meyer? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I've never heard of an NFL coach not flying back with his team, especially one that is 0-4. And in his post-game, he described it as heartbreaking and devastating. But it wasn't enough heartbreaking and devastating to get back to the building and get to work on getting your first W. And, in fact, he dons a pink pullover Ohio State jacket or yeah, pullover Ohio State pink again. And uh, and Shelly's tweeting that she's babysitting the grandkids, and he's out uh, <laughs> drinking videos, yep. all that. And, um, and then in his non-apology apology, kind of like his non-apologies with the Zach Smith stuff in Columbus, um, why did he mention Trevor Lawrence's bachelor party in Vegas, which – by the way, was before he was even drafted. <laughs> By the Jaguars, right. Yeah. Why, why would he bring that up? I, I, I don't know. Be careful, he's, man. He's scrambling. He's searching for whatever. I know you want to make reference. Michael Silver, who's been one of the great insiders on NFL Info for 25 years, was talking to at least one Jacksonville player and a couple of Jacksonville sources that, that confirmed – what we all suspect, which is they basically behind the scenes don't have respect for this guy, if they ever did. And that reportedly, Brian, when he came in to talk to individual position groups, he didn't meet with the team as a whole to apologize for not coming back with the team and his behavior. They were making fun of him, if not laughing when he left the room. That is capital B, capital A, capital D bad. So, again, I don't know how long he can survive here urban meyer beyond maybe this weekend 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he survives today, um, but we um, not only did that player say that to Michael Silver, he also said when he left the room, everybody started laughing, and he do it, <laughs> <laughs> and he knew it. <laughs> yeah, and and meanwhile, the Jaguars get ready to host the Tennessee Titans for this weekend and try to play a game. So we'll find out uh, how long Urban is Urban Meyer going to be uh, done. Uh, in the month of October here done less than halfway through an NFL season. I I will say again, publicly something you and I talked about on this three dog Thursday podcast, they would have been better, better off going with Eric B enemy who interviewed for the job, Eric B enemy, the offensive coordinator of of Kansas city, numerous other Kansas city offensive coordinators from Doug Peterson uh, to Matt Nagy to uh, uh, there's a couple more that I'm probably leaving out off the Andy Reid tree have gotten a chance to be head coaches. And I know there's stuff out there about Eric Bieniemy's past at the, at Colorado university. That was 30 years ago. And Oh, by the way, if, if that, if that is really a problem for these NFL teams, now you end up hiring an urban Meyer that does this, the exact thing you were worried about with Eric Bieniemy. I mean, in hindsight, Bieniemy is an offensive mind. He's a former player in the league. It would have been great to work with Trevor Lawrence in a rebuilding situation. Jacksonville had no expectations. Brian, you know, this audience Jacksonville had no expectation of being any good. So you, this season, so you're going to build with somebody and now you're almost going to have to start over. If this urban Meyer, you almost got to start over, Brian. It was the worst co- coaching hire in NFL history. It's going to go down like right there with Tark the shark for the Spurs. And it was so predictable. I mean, a team that went one in 15 last year, you're going to bring this D bag in there who, who has a freaking panic attack. If he, his team loses one game and this guy's going nuts over preseason these right. players never had any respect for him. He's made every bad move. The strength coach, the talking about cutting players because of their vaccine status. Everything this, everything he's done has been an unmitigated disaster from start to finish, and it was so easily predictable. Wow. All right. Uh, there you go on the situation with Meyer with the Jaguars again. Another disclaimer, you may know what they have done. As Brian and I are taping, Shad Khan, the owner, the billionaire owner, gave a vote of confidence, which Brian usually means, what does a vote of confidence usually mean? You're a done. Shredded pink slip guaranteed. <laughs> so he gave him one. <laughs> Who knows what they're going to do in North Florida, not far from where Brian and I are, are both residing in the Sunshine State. Brian in the Panhandle, I'm in West Central Florida. Uh, in any event, uh, plug away for all your information, everything you do, all the sites, your social media, because you do great work, and I love having you on Three Dog Thursday. Fire away. Oh, my Twitter handle is at Vegas B Edwards. Uh, I wrote a little about a little about Oscar Liar on BrianEdwardsSports.com earlier today. <laughs> Find my content at Major Wager, my picks and some content at VegasInsider.com. Thanks for having me, TJ, my man. And there he goes. Love the inside of my man, Brian Edwards. Still to come, Steve Berline, who worked that game with me on Compass Media Networks, Alabama and Ole Miss. I'll talk with Steve Berline about that game. We'll talk about the big Iowa-Penn State matchup. He and I worked the Iowa-Iowa State game earlier in the year, get some insight on the Hawkeyes and their chances, and some NFL quarterback talk, too, as well, coming with Steve Berline. I am going with the Stanford Cardinal Friday night as one of my underdogs. I'll have a couple more of them later in the show. Still to come, the no-huddle underdog picks as well coming up. Stand by for all of that. 
But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75 to 1 after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for $400, a 300% return before the season ever begins. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting. Buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PicksWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection, 
And then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PicksWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PicksWise promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. If you're follically challenged like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatment starting as low as $10 a month, and Keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's keeps at keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month free with keeps, keeps.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if you've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks, I know, you think, what's the catch? But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows. 
and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. We are back in. We are ready to roll up the sleeves and get some tremendous insight. I have loved working a couple of times already this football season, including last weekend in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, on national radio with the Steve Berline, the former Notre Dame Fighting Irish star, Dallas Cowboy, L.A. Raider, Carolina Panther. Uh, You see Steve as well on the NFL Monday QB show on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Adam Shine is the host of that show. Steve is part of that with Trent Green and Rich Gannon. And I believe Jason Campbell has joined the cast, a cast of a of, of, of myriad of quarterbacks that are on that show. Steve Berline with me here, hanging on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. My friend, good to be with you. As I, as I began to talk at the beginning of the podcast, we were looking for such a good game, a close game with Alabama and Ole Miss, but it just says uh, so much for Alabama, their ability to reload, their coaching staff. That was no contest from what we watched last weekend. We've now both had several days to digest it. How much more impressed are you by what Alabama did last Saturday? Well, you're right, uh, TJ, we we, uh, we were kind of surprised by how that happened. And, and I still believe, you know, if you recall that first drive of the game uh, where Ole Miss went for it twice on fourth down, uh, you know, second time being inside the 10-yard line, uh, I really believe that I don't think Ole Miss could have won the game. Alabama, obviously, the superior team. But if Ole Miss – scores a touchdown on that drive to open the game, I think it's a different ball game. I think they're walking around with their chest puffed out a little bit and uh, feeling really confident. The defense comes out on the field fired up. Uh, you, you just never know what happens in a game like that. Even if they would have just gotten a field goal, you know, you, as we talked about in that game, you know, one of the most amazing stats was that coming into the game, Alabama had not trailed in a football game in about a year. It was, it was 53 quarters, and uh, now going through the Ole Miss game, it's 57 consecutive quarters that they have not trailed. If Ole Miss would have got on the board first with a 3-0 lead, that would have broke that streak. That would have given them some confidence. And, you know, uh, I, you just can't really, you know, visualize what may have happened. But no doubt who the superior team was. I mean, Alabama, once they got the ball – they drove it down the field 94 yards or whatever it was for a touchdown. They did not look back. I just can't say enough about how well prepared these Alabama teams are every single week. And it's just a, uh, you can't say enough about how Nick Saban goes about preparing himself and his team week after week after week. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and they even reload after losing all of the guys to the NFL in the first round of the draft. And you don't want to say that you miss those guys, but the guys they've replaced them with, whether it's Bryce Young at quarterback, Brian Robinson is the little-known running back from there in Tuscaloosa, was only a three-star recruit, has waited for his time. He's now a power runner between the tackles and, and had over 150 yards last week. 
Uh, the wideouts are very workmanlike. They've got this kid, Jamison Williams, who came in the transfer portal from Ohio State, who's explosive. They just reload with those guys. So I guess your opinion here, we saw one game, you and I in person. Alabama's only played five games to this, to this point in the season. But it clearly looks like they are the team to beat, at whether it is Georgia, eventually Ohio State, or Oklahoma, or whoever's going to take their swings at them. Alabama's got to be the prohibitive favorite, yes? No doubt about it. It is absolutely zero doubt. Even in Georgia's mind, in Oklahoma's mind, there's no doubt who the best team is right now. And uh, I think those coaches, if they're being honest, they know, uh, the opposition coaches, they know that they have to play their absolute best game to have a chance to beat Alabama. Uh, and the only way it works out for them is if Alabama doesn't play their best game. So that, that's the formula that it's going to take to beat Alabama. They have to play their best, and uh, the, the, their opponent has to play their best, and they've got to catch Alabama at a little bit less than their best. Because if both teams are full strength and playing well, I don't think anybody can really uh, expect to go into a game and beat Alabama. I just, uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, that's a team, as you said, TJ, they, they only have three returning starters on offense. And they absolutely, I mean, they just absolutely look like a perfectly functioning unit, and they have all year. So what can you say? And again, they do have tough games. They've got the game with Texas A&M this week. Again, some of the luster is off of it because Mississippi State beat Texas A&M last week. But Alabama will still have to play Auburn at Auburn in the Iron Bowl. We'll also get a look at them uh, against LSU in a primetime game, although LSU lost again last week. So you just wonder what's there before the, the potential Georgia well, matchup. The, yeah, in the, in the SEC title well, game, that's Steve. The, that's the point. That's the whole point. I mean, these other teams... They 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 are not they're not ready to play every single week. Like Ole Miss was ranked 12th in the country coming in. Everybody thought it was going to be a great game, uh, but Alabama dominated because they show up every single week. Texas A&M got beat by Mississippi State. Uh, LSU got beat. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you go down the list. These teams, uh, they they just I would ex- I'm not expecting Georgia to stumble, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did because it is so hard uh, at the collegiate obviously, to bring your A game every single week. There's only one team that does it, and that's Alabama. And, and they're also good enough to, if they're not, for whatever reason, playing their A, a game, they will make enough plays on both sides of the ball to find a way to win 90-plus percent of the time. Love the inside of this man. He's always on his A-game. Steve Berline was with me last weekend as part of Compass Media Network's coverage of college football as Alabama throttled Ole Miss in a game that wasn't as close as 42-21 showed at the end. Ole Miss got a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter to make it look better. What was a 35-0 and a 42-7 game. But it's, it's week to week. We'll see if Texas A&M gives them trouble or not. By the way, uh, Steve and I also worked, and that's going to morph into another topic here in college football, and then I want to talk a little NFL before we get out of here with Steve. Uh, that's going to morph into Iowa. Iowa hosting Penn State Saturday afternoon, 4 Eastern time, uh, 3 Central time in Iowa City. 
arguably the biggest game to date in the Big Ten because of Penn State being 5-0, Iowa being 5-0. Penn State is a, a slight underdog here coming in as the road team. Uh, Steve, give me a couple of thoughts, not just about the offense, but the Iowa defense. Uh, we saw it firsthand. We called the game on Compass Media Networks on how good the defense looked against Iowa State, and they stuffed Maryland the other night with six takeaways at Maryland in a blowout win. The Iowa defense we should be talking about as much as anything, right? Without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt. This, this is going to be a, a great football game. I really think both of these coaches – uh, you know, they, they know how to get their teams ready. Parents and uh, uh, help me out. I'm the Penn State coach. I just I had his name. I just forgot. Um, yes, James Franklin. Yes, James Franklin. That's right. They he, he these guys know how to get their teams ready. What what Franklin has done in a short time at Penn State, reestablishing them as, them as a national power, uh, and what obviously Kirk Ferentz has done at Iowa over the course of his long tenure there is, is amazing, the consistency. Uh, but these are two very, very, I think, similar football teams. Uh, they're old-fashioned, smash-mouth, uh, you know, we're tougher than you kind of mentality. It starts with great defense and running the football. You talked about that Iowa defense. You know, we, we went into that Iowa State game a few weeks back thinking that Iowa State uh, offensively uh, should be able to have some success against Iowa. But, man, it, it was absolutely uh, a dominating performance by Iowa's defense. I, I can't remember how many turnovers Iowa had that day, but um, it was a, a mismatch. It became a, what was expected to be a great football game, turned into a mismatch uh, just because that defense suffocated Iowa State. They've done it to everybody that they've played this year. Uh, we should not be surprised anymore because we've seen it firsthand. And uh, they don't do anything special defensively. They're just very, very tough, very disciplined. And if you make a mistake, uh, you will pay the price. They will they will turn the ball over. They will take advantage of it. Uh, they're very good on first and second down. They get you in third and long situations. And they, make, they wait for you to make a mistake. And uh, they always seem to be there to capitalize. And that offense – is getting better and better as they go. Penn State, on the other hand, I think is a, they're, they're very – it's almost like looking in the mirror. And I think if the game were in Happy Valley, uh, Penn State would be a slight favorite because these teams, I think, are rightfully so uh, very, very even in almost every aspect of the game. So uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch. No doubt. We saw them take it away from – uh, Iowa State four total times. They had three interceptions in the first half of Baby Tua uh, Tonga Bailoa at Maryland, and it was no contest the other night. One other fascinating point that uh, we should illuminate about the Iowa schedule: they win this game, they finish. I don't expect everybody to remember all this because I'm looking at it, but they finish with Purdue at Wisconsin, at Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, and at Nebraska. Who did you not hear, audience, and Steve Berline? You didn't hear Michigan. You didn't hear Ohio State. They don't play either Ohio one State. of them yeah. down the stretch of the season. So let's just keep an eye on that. The first thing is get by Penn State. But that's pretty favorable for Iowa, big picture, if they can continue to win. We'll find out. Steve, I want to shift over to the NFL for a couple of more 
uh, moments. We're fresh off the Monday night win of the L.A. Chargers. You're based in Los Angeles. You obviously played quarterback at the highest level. Justin Herbert, fantastic on the national stage, playing just a few games into his second season. Tell me what you see out of that young man, the Chargers' improvement, and how far do you think this team right now potentially can go with him at the helm? What do you think about all that? Well, I, I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. I, I always have been. Uh, really thought that he had all the qualities that you look for in a franchise quarterback. His size at six foot five, and uh, you know, probably about 225, 230 pounds. Uh, mobility. He's a very good athlete. Um, you know, not quite as good a runner as Josh Allen, but very few quarterbacks are uh, at that size, especially. But um, you know, tremendous arm strength, tremendous accuracy. But what I love most about Justin Herbert is he performs at his best uh, uh, under pressure. Uh, I remember looking at the stats last year and watching him play and seeing the highlights, all the big plays he made. I was like, every time they blitz him and they try to get pressure on him, he he throws the dagger. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't back down. He doesn't waver. He stands strong in there and realizes it's a big play opportunity, and he delivers down the field and really, you know, just takes advantage of those opportunities as well as any young quarterback I've ever seen. So I really like the, the fact that he steps up in big moments too. The other night, the Raiders scored two touchdowns, pull within seven at 21 to 14, and uh, Herbert just said, "Okay, you guys want to play a little bit? Let's let, let, let's split the switch back on here again." And uh, they ended up pulling away from the Raiders. Uh, you know, I think the Chargers are a very good football team, both sides of the ball. And Justin Herbert gives them a chance to play with anybody in the NFL. They proved it two weeks ago, what they did in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So keep your eye on the Chargers. And it really comes down to whether or not Justin Herbert can play at the level he's playing at. I think he can Good stuff here, and the Chargers again will take on the Browns in the second, in the late window, the second half of the doubleheader. That one, one Pacific time, four Eastern time, right back there at SoFi Stadium. All right, one more, because again, you do this on the Monday uh, QB show, the NFL uh, Monday QB on CBS Sports Network that's on every Monday night, obviously. Six Eastern time, adjust your time zone accordingly for an hour. They talk quarterbacks. Whether it's Kyler Murray, we just talked about Herbert, whether it's Dak Prescott's return off injury, is there somebody else at the controls right now that has really stood out to you a month in? I would be curious if you have a name, or maybe it's a couple guys that have stood out, Steve Berline. Yeah, I think there's a couple guys, and we, you, you go down the list. I mean, there's, there's. I think the quarterback position is very healthy in the NFL right now, uh, with the mix of young talent and, and established guys. Uh, I wouldn't put Dak Prescott in the young talent category, but uh, you know what he's done in terms of coming back off that injury is, uh, is spectacular. The Cowboys definitely uh, are, are going to win that NFC East if they can keep him upright. Uh, I really like what they're doing. But the, the two guys I think that are worth mentioning right now uh, are Josh Allen. I mentioned him a few minutes ago. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I really felt that Cleveland messed up. I still believe they did when they picked Baker Mayfield over uh, Josh Allen. I, I said coming into that draft, this guy has got everything that you need in a franchise quarterback, and he's going to be a great quarterback. And, you know, he had a, he, they had a little hiccup in week one against Pittsburgh, but – 
every team has a hiccup every once in a while. I mean, look what happened to Matt Stafford the Rams last week, you know, against Seattle. So uh, it, it will, if not, it wasn't Seattle, whoever it was, I can't remember who the beat Cardinals, the uh, Cardinals, yes. Took it, took, 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 Cardinals took it to did, them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that, that leads me to my next guy. I knew they were correlated, but uh, Kyler Murray, uh, he's the one that really has surprised me. Josh Allen, I'm not surprised at all. He's, he's developed quicker than I thought he would. Uh, but he is, uh, he's going to be their guy for a long time. Kyler Murray, I have to admit, I did not think that he could be a great NFL quarterback because of the size. And I, I just, I just didn't think that, that he was going to be able to put the ball down the field and, consistently make plays in the passing game from the pocket uh, to really be successful long-term in the NFL. But he has just put it right in my face. Uh, you know, his athletic ability is, is greater than I thought it was. Uh, the way that he runs around and just toys with defensive players that, that try to close in on him and try to get a hand on him, he just he messes with them. And he, they just get to him. And then he can put that ball down the field on the money and make all the throws. I, I'm just really impressed with uh, with what he's become, and uh, I think he makes the Cardinals a legitimate contender uh, in that NFC West and for big things down the road in the playoffs. And I'm right with you because I worked uh, the Buccaneers-Cardinals game a couple of years ago, his rookie year at field level, and he does not have a lot of size to be able to see around and over offensive and defensive linemen in the pocket that are so much bigger, as you know very well. But for the audience, it's tougher for him because he's maybe six feet. I'm not even sure if he is six feet. And they have to move him away oh, from the Tyler? pocket. Yeah. They, they... Kyler Murray is not 5'10". <laughs> he, 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 he's closer to 5'8 than he is to 5'10". Yeah. And so they have to uh, move I mean, him. They have to move him to see. You played the position. You can't have the alleys. You can't, you can't have the vantage point to see the windows, right? Well, you would think, but he still does. I mean, they, they move the pocket. And he, he extends plays with his athletic ability. But you see a lot of throws on rhythm, too. When he gets the snap in the pocket, he'll stand in there, and, and he can find lanes and deliver that ball. I don't, I don't know how he does it. I really don't. It's, uh, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal that he has the ability to do what he does. And then, of course, if things break down, it's just like it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's trying to catch – you know, Mighty Mouse out there. You know, the guy's just zipping all over the place. And, uh, you know, it just continues to absolutely make me scratch my head and say, how, how does this guy do it? I don't know. Well, Cliff Kingsbury's coached him up, and they were winning games last year. Unfortunately, he, he health-wise faltered, hurt himself near the end of the year, and they missed out. Right now they're rolling, and they'll play San Francisco uh, this weekend. And as for Josh Allen, huge Sunday night game, Buffalo at Kansas City, and Mahomes should be very entertaining. This guy is always entertaining. I love the insight of Steve Berline, the former Fighting Irish quarterback, former NFL uh, star with the Cowboys and the Raiders and uh, also the Carolina Panthers. And I'm looking forward to getting another chance to working with you. Uh, who knows if that's going to be this season. Could be. You're going to work some NFL games later in the year for Compass Media. And we want people to tune in as well. NFL Monday QB, the NFL Monday quarterback show on CBS Sports Network. They need to look it up, find it. If, it, if, it it's, if it's any kind of breakdown around the NFL quarterbacks, you guys are going all over it every Monday night for an hour, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 
we we uh, we break it down every week from uh, a quarterback's perspective. You know, we, we we identify what we think are the biggest you know quarterback-related stories, uh, good or bad. Uh, obviously, we deal with breaking news as well. But you get insight from uh, Trent Green, Rich Gannon, and myself every week. Uh, Jason Campbell's been added into the mix this year every once in a while. Uh, but you know, you really get to see how quarterbacks think, uh, how they how they process things, whether they were actually, uh, you know, effective in what they did on a Sunday or uh, maybe, you know, overhyped or underhyped by their performance. We really, we really try to break it down and give insight into all that kind of stuff. Love that. Love this man and the job that he does. Steve Berline, thank you for hopping on with me here on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. We'll do it again if you allow me. I appreciate you. All right, TJ. Thanks, buddy. Anytime. Well, he is here and ready to kick off once again the no-huddle underdog picks. And there there are some streaks, there are hot streaks, and then there is Inferno in Fuego. And right now, T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show in Las Vegas five days a week is in Fuego. Four consecutive weeks with a successful not only underdog, but outright winner in the NFL as an underdog. He is back. No pressure, brother. No, no big deal here to have you back to come up with five for five here on this. We are we have been waiting for this part of Three Dog Thursday to find out which way is TC going. How are you? I'm good, my man. Feeling good, TJ. Uh, in the valley of the sun right now, as I'm coming to you overlooking Chase Field in the Footprint Center right here in beautiful <laughs> downtown Phoenix. Cool side, my man. I and love let me it. tell you. Uh, the food, the cocktails, and the ambiance, and the viewpoint is very, very nice. If you know what I mean. It's talented down in the Valley of the Sun. Nothing but the best for the unelected mayor of Vegas. We should make mention that at the time we're taping, TC is there for WNBA playoff live coverage. He is the play-by-play guy for the Las Vegas Aces. You may already know that result on how they did or didn't do in game four of their series, and TC's hoping for a uh, potential game five in that series for the WNBA playoffs. This man has got more, I mean, good gracious, more jobs, hats, and hopping around, I think, than I do, and that's saying something. So uh, good luck to the Aces, and again, you may already know that result. What The result that we care about on Three Dog Thursday is what is going to happen in the NFL with the T.C. Martin underdog. Last week, unabashedly, without hesitation, you said Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals will win the game against the Rams. Why did I doubt you? Why did it? Why should anybody doubt you right now? This is four straight. The Cardinals put it on the Rams. All right, so that was impressive. Now, what are you looking at for this week for an underdog for Three Dog Thursday? Well, I will give you the caveat, TJ. Uh, the last couple weeks, you know, I've really liked the the dog board in the NFL. Honestly, this week, um, you know, not to say I'm pigeonholed a little bit here, but um, nothing as strong as I as I've liked the, the past two or three weeks. But with all that being said, it's fair game, it's fair play, and I'm all down for the play. So let's go, brother. I am going to make you and all of the three Dog Thursday podcasters wait. You're going to have to wait patiently. you got to wait to the morning games on Sunday, to the afternoon game on Sunday, not the Sunday night game. you got to wait till Monday night football. Strike up the music, TJ Reeves. That's right. We're going with the underdog Indianapolis Colts on Monday night football. Now, 
we know Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, I should say. You know, John Harbaugh has been answering a lot of questions in the media here. A lot of people coming after him because of uh, not going Neil Diamond, not playing a little song, song blue by Neil Diamond, but instead playing a little take the money and run with the Steve Miller band as we like to play here in Las Vegas because <laughs> they wanted to eclipse 100 yards rushing again to tie that record. I understand that. So he's taking a lot of heat. But here are the Colts coming into town off a big-time victory against the Miami Dolphins. The Colts' defense, that's why we're going to play this game. The Colts' defense, they've always been sound, TJ. They were sound last week to the tune of holding the Dolphins to 35 yards rushing the football. That's right. Thoroughly dominated that game. They got a W on the board. They got a little mojo going. I think they match up pretty well with the Ravens. I do like the Colts getting seven points. Monday Night Football on the road at Baltimore. And I'll say this as well, too. Carson Wentz, it seems like the ankle injuries are a little bit behind him. He's played well. He's gutted it out. He had a fantastic game last week. Has a, actually a higher QBR than Lamar Jackson. So I think it's inviting. I'll take the seven with the Colts. Again, they covered last week in Miami and dominated that game. The, the Dolphins look terrible. I'll get a look at the Dolphins against the Buccaneers uh, this week after that game. And again, the Ravens, uh, very impressive in Denver. Does that say more for them? Does it say more that Denver's maybe exposed a little bit uh, because of um, the fact that they had beaten three winless teams in their first three victories? I don't know. And Lamar Jackson's obviously the X Factor, but I like your angle there with the Colts and the defense going all the way to Monday Night Football. So uh, we'll wait and see if that one is the case. So the guru has come up with that. Uh, in addition to doing the Las Vegas Aces here on the No Huddle Underdog Picks, T.C. Martin, tell them where they can find you, where they can hear you. Uh, we're all about it and promoting you with the role that you've been on. Go ahead. TCMartinShow.com, five days a week, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, plethora of guests each and every day. We're covering it all. This is a huge week in sports. Not only have we got the NFL getting ready for week number five, as you know, we just concluded, you know, uh, the Raiders and Chargers are week number four. We've got Major League Baseball playoffs right now, uh, you know, heading into the ALDS and NLDS and all that. And don't forget TJ Reeves. Yes, WNBA playoffs and semifinals happening. And then we have got Saturday Night Fury Wilder 3. Of course, I will be there for that. So, yeah, on the road back in Vegas. Uh, you know, for WNBA as well as uh, Fury Wilder uh, 3 coming your way. And don't forget, Sunday, Raiders and the Bears. So it's busy. It's a great time for sports. When we get into the first couple weeks of October, no better time in the world of sports than right now, my friend. Love it. And again, a free plug that we'll be doing the Big Fight Weekend podcast previewing Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, WBC heavyweight title fight in Vegas where the unelected mayor is. He'll be part of that show uh, as well when we get into the preview mode. TC Martin, I always love the insight. Good luck with five for five. And the four previous NFL underdogs all won the game outright. He's got the Colts against the Baltimore Ravens. Let's see what happens on Monday. TC, thank you. Much love, brother. Take care, brother. Good talking to you. Let's do roll on on the no huddle underdog picks. It has been far too long. Wait a minute. Let me look here. I have not had him on yet for three dog Thursday. I have not had Matt Zimmick of Trojans Wire, the USA Today a website, the USC Trojans-themed website. He is back aboard on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, have you found the USC head coaching replacement for Clay Helton yet? It's not from a lack of looking. How are things? Good to have you back. 
Great to be back, TJ. And it's good that you haven't had me on because I've just been swamped in work. I've been inundated. So it's just as well uh, trying to follow this USC head coaching search, which, you know, is probably going to take two more months until the end of November, beginning of December. So we're just trying to track the candidates. And I think that, you know, in terms of the realistic top tier candidates, it's James Franklin of Penn State and Luke Fickle of Cincinnati. And then, and then there's everyone else. Now that obviously doesn't that obviously doesn't mean that Franklin or Fickle, if offered the job, would take it. Like that's a mystery unto its own. That's a separate deal. But like those are Mike Bone's top two candidates. I can say that with complete confidence. And you know, if Urban Meyer does get fired, the USC president Carol Folt does not want him. The Zach Smith thing was a turnoff already. What just happened here is even more of a turnoff. It's not happening. Zero chance. Also, zero chance for Mario Cristobal. Would never leave Oregon for USC. Now, if Miami comes open, maybe. Maybe. Doubtful, but you can at least assign a maybe there, but never to USC. Listen to this man just dispensing coaching carousel information left and right here on the no huddle. Uh, Okay, so uh, with all of that, Uh, as the preface i'm looking here and usc is actually favored with utah this week in the pac-12 i don't think the utes are going to be your underdog for three dog thursday where do you want to go for a college football underdog specifically for three dog thursday on the no huddle matt center i'm going to give you that answer but just briefly about that usc utah game you know utah is coming off an off week and you know the aaron Lowe, their safety died you know was killed in a shooting since utah's last game so totally up in the air in terms of what kind of utah team we're going to see in terms of motivation in terms of the roster it's just totally up in the air like that is the ultimate stay away from this game uh in a in a betting context but now to the college what do you want yeah now to the to the upset uh and the underdog uh i love illinois over wisconsin and it's simply because you know i i thought wisconsin could turn things around i thought wisconsin after losing to Notre Dame, well, okay, but they're hosting Michigan and they've done really well at home against Michigan in the past. And even though Wisconsin's offense was terrible against Notre Dame, well, if they're at home against Michigan, you know, they'll be able to win a 16-13 kind of rock fight. But, you know, the offense is still absolutely atrocious and the defense doesn't get stops the way it used to do. It gives up long passes. I mean, this this is a real collapse at Wisconsin. This team has cratered. Uh, Paul Christ has lost his grip. Maybe it's because Barry Alvarez is retired and Barry Alvarez needs to become interim head coach again. Uh, but that joke aside, you know, Wisconsin has lost the benefit of the doubt. You know, Wisconsin no longer deserves that, you know, instinctive uh, trust in terms of, you know, seeing the W on the helmet knowing how consistently good they've been uh, the past decade, decade and a half or so, uh, they, they've lost that. And Graham Mertz has been a total disaster. Obviously, you know, he, he, the, the health news on him was good, so he probably is going to still play, but he's, he's been horrible. And so even though Illinois is genuinely a bad team, let's recall that two years ago, Illinois did upset a good Wisconsin team, a Wisconsin team that did go to the Rose Bowl. So as, as bad as Illinois is, you also have Brett Bielema in a you know a revenge game or at least a grudge match game against uh, Wisconsin. So Wisconsin uh, being favored by 10, that that blows me away. Like 
I get Wisconsin maybe at 6.5, but at 10, like Illinois is just a, a bar- big barking underdog begging for some action This here. one was calling out to you, you say, a Big Ten underdog with the fighting a lot. certainly was. All right, so you'll take, you'll take them. And you did say to me before I started the no huddle underdog record button, I got to get in a quick piece on a second one, and it's an NFL underdog, and why you're not necessarily taking this as the priority, but you also wanted to share that for the NFL, you would like what? Yeah, I like the 49ers over the Cardinals, and people will say, well, did you have the Jimmy G, Trey Lance uh, controversy at quarterback, and I totally get that, but first off, you know this, covering the NFL as you do. It's been a crazy NFL season. Just all sorts of wacky things. The Chiefs losing back-to-back games, uh, including to the Chargers at home. Titans losing to the Jets. Just all sorts of crazy stuff. So we're not really at that point in the season yet where things kind of settle down and teams find their full identities. And the Cardinals, you know, hey, they were awesome against the Rams. They were awesome in week one against the Titans. They should have lost at home to the Vikings. And they played like garbage for two and a half quarters against the Jaguars before recovering to win that game. So they are an erratic team and the 49ers are desperate. And here's the other thing, TJ, and you, you know, I know that you're focused on the Bucks, but if you look at the NFC West over the past several years, there are certain patterns to these matchups. Like the Seahawks have the whammy over the 49ers. The Rams figure out the Seahawks. You know, there, there are certain kind of matchups where they go in one direction. And so with, with the with the Cardinals being 4-0, they are due for a clunker. And the 49ers are, are in a position where, you know, they, they really need it. And, you know, the 49ers, they're not, they're not supremely healthy, but they're not devastated by injuries the way they were last year. So I think Kyle Shanahan rallies around the flag and the 49ers go into the desert where, by the way, you know, they played several home games last year, so they're not going to be uncomfortable there, and they'll get a, they'll get an outright win. Listen to that secondary bonus underdog from Matt Zimmick. Plug away on how we read all your stuff on USA Today's Trojans Wire site, the USC uh, website, your social media, etc. cetera. Uh, fire away, Matt. Yeah, so we're on Twitter at Trojans Wire and on the web, trojanswire.usatoday.com. And we're, we're covering this coaching search the whole the, the whole season. You know, every week we come out with our new rankings list, our new power rankings of the USC head coaching candidates. So find out whether Luke Fickle or James Franklin is number one this week. That's kind of one of the one of the big dramas. And the other big drama is, you know, who's number three, who's number four, if James Franklin and Luke Fickle uh, say no. So we're really covering that. But we also cover the Pac-12. You know, with Oregon losing. You know, the Pac-12 probably going to miss the college football playoff again. So we're on top of that as well. So we cover some USC, some Pac-12, big stories, but mostly the coaching search. We are your USC coaching search headquarters here at Trojans Wire. Love that. Follow him at Matt Zimek, Z-E-M-E-K. Also, the Get Off My Pylon podcast. Love the name for college football. Get Off My Pylon. Search it wherever you get uh, podcasts. And again, he loves Illinois as his no-huddle underdog. Always love the insight. We'll talk again more at a, at a future date and hopefully sooner rather than later. Matt Zimmick, thank you. Thank you, TJ, and good luck to your Champa Bay Rays in the American League playoffs. As we do continue, he is here as part of the anchor leg on the no huddle picks for Three Dog Thursday. Welcome back, Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast. 
My friend, it is good to have you. Uh, I, I know you're knocking them dead with everything on your podcast from NFL to Major League Baseball playoffs. We encourage everybody to find the Powers on Sports podcast uh, for sure. I've got you in here, though, for an underdog selection. Do you want a college underdog? Do you want a pro underdog on the no huddle? What are you liking, Jason Powers? I'm going to go to the college circuit. And the game that I'm going to pick is a rivalry game. The favorite team has been kind of up and down all year. Their quarterback's been getting booed at home. Uh, The other team has a brand new coach with some championship pedigree. So I'm going to go to the Cotton Bowl. They're still playing in the Cotton Bowl, I believe. Amen. Yes. I'm going to go to the Texas Longhorns getting three and a half or four points, depending on where you're looking. They're four and one against the number this year. They're playing Oklahoma, who hasn't covered a game against a FBS team this year. Lots of struggles in Norman offensively. Everybody thinks Spencer Rattlers is the number one pick in the draft. I don't, not yet at least. I like Steve Sarkeesian in the Texas Longhorns to cover the three and a half. And don't be surprised if they win the game outright in Dallas, Texas. Love me some Red River rivalry. I have been there once and had the corny dogs and seen Big Tex, the inflatable, gigantic inflatable farmer uh, that's out there at the Texas State Fair. Uh, And you mentioned uh, there are some really good trends, including uh, last year, Oklahoma won and covered in the four overtime epic game. They played over an hour (laughs) of overtimes. Uh, last year before, or right at an hour of overtimes before Oklahoma covered. Before that, Texas had covered the previous seven meetings against Oklahoma, either as the favorite or as the dog. And here you get points with the Longhorns. Uh, Could there possibly be an upset in this one? Love that rivalry game. I mean, it it just kind of sets the table for all the other rivalry games we get later in the year, like Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State. You and I live in Florida, Florida, Florida State, USC, UCLA, Army, Navy, all the rivalry games. This is kind of the first one, the first taste that we get in early October, right? And rarely do you, and no, again, this is a rivalry. Doesn't matter what the records are. A lot of these kids played high school ball together in, in the, you know, the recruiting wars of, of, of that part of the country. You know, you got a new coach. You got Bijan Robinson, the great running back at Texas. You got Casey Thompson, the new quarterback at Texas, who, who since he's been in the lineup, they've been scoring bukus of points. People are starting to believe in Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian, as we all, as you and I both know, from your days covering Alabama the last couple of years, is an unbelievable play caller. He yep. knows how to scheme offense, even when he doesn't, you know, he's had elite players at Alabama, but he's shown the propensity to be able to scheme offense against anybody, no matter the talent level. And Oklahoma's just, they're skating by. They're due to get beat. Mm, interesting. All right, Red River rivalry game. I love that. Plug away again, because you've got a lot of stuff going on, Jason Powers. Plug away on how they hear you, how they find you, social media, all of that here off the No Huddle. Go. All right. On Twitter, find me at JPOSports, J-P-O Sports, comments, com- you know, conversations. My two podcasts, I got a Powers on Sports podcast where we have the beloved host as one of our guests this week as we relive the Bucks Patriots. <laughs> We have a great series on on football coaches' wives in the NFL. Yep. We've got yep. a nice, we've got another one of those episodes as part of the interview. We also are part of the No Quarter Given podcast, which is part of the BuckPower.com podcast network. We relive all things Buccaneers against the, the week that week's opponents, the historical breakdown. This week we break down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins. 
I love that. And by the way, I can't get enough of Powers. He's on with me here on Three Dog Thursday on the No Huddle. I'm on with Kim on the Powers on Sports Podcast. And as it works out, I had to also be on No Quarter Given telling stories about the Miami Dolphins. Uncle TJ. Uncle TJ's on telling stories about the Dolphins and the Bucks in 1997 and my mother-in-law and a bet that I won against my mother-in-law. And if that ain't a tease, I don't know what is a tease. Go find No Quarter Given, part of the BuckPower.com podcast network, and hear the stories. Jason and Peter Blake do a great job on that podcast as well. Follow Jason, JPO Sports. He knows his stuff. He's tweeting all the time about everything, not just football, but everything. And TJ, is- you're, you're supposed to be putting up a picture of this T-shirt with the mother-in-law. <laughs> We're going to attach it. You, you got to find it. Yes, she lost the wager, and you will see all of this. And, yes, my mother-in-law is still speaking to me and does still cook for me. It has something to do with the fact that I still have 13-year-old granddaughters that she wants to see every now and then. She tolerates <laughs> In any event, uh, find Jason Powers through everything on social media, etc., and Jason, thank you for hanging here for some no huddle underdog uh, selections with the other guys. And you're going Texas Longhorns in the Red River rivalry. Good luck with the horns. Good luck with all your stuff, Jason. Thank you, brother. All right. We're, when, when am I going to have my meeting with McConaughey? When are you setting that up? <laughs> the Minister of Culture will get back to you. Get out of here. There we go with the no huddle underdogs to conclude things. My thanks also to Steve Berline for being with us to give us some insight and Brian Edwards handicapping underdogs all the way back at the beginning of the podcast. I owe you two more. I'm going to go one more college. I Nobody took the Auburn Tigers to this point. Auburn off the LSU win comes back home to play against Georgia. I know Georgia freight trained Arkansas giving up a lot of points at home last week on the spread. They're giving up 15 and a half though this time. It's too many to pass up at Jordan Hare for the rivalry game. They have played for uh, nearly three-quarters of a century, this Auburn-Georgia game. Give me Auburn with Bo Nix back at quarterback full-time. He relieved last week, came off the bench and played well. I think they will hang in and keep it within a score. So I'll take that boatload of points against Georgia in college. Add that one to the Stanford Cardinal on Friday night for me. And in the NFL, I like the Washington football team here to defeat the uh, New Orleans Saints at home. I simply have to win outright with Washington getting two and a half at home as the home underdog. Uh, Ron Rivera, the coach, is very familiar with Jameis Winston, having gone against him, very familiar as well uh, about uh, Sean Payton and what he likes to do offensively and defensively when Rivera was the coach at Carolina, and now he's the coach of the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke seemed to spark Washington again last week in the comeback win over Atlanta. I've got the Washington football team at home. They've already won a couple of games. Uh, I like them in this spot to win the game outright, an early Sunday game. That'll be the underdog that I like the most is the Washington football team, and we'll see how that goes. And good luck to my guys with the other uh, NFL underdog picks. Brian taking the New York Giants against the Dallas Cowboys. TC, who's won four underdogs four weeks in a row in the NFL, is going Monday night Indianapolis Colts. Uh, for his underdog play, I'll add that up with the Washington football team. So there you go on those. A reminder again, however you found 
uh, this podcast. Make sure you are following or subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, Megaphone, Stitcher, uh, on and on. Subscribe to Three Dog Thursday. comes automatically to you on Thursdays in the preview mode. It stays good all the way through the weekend with all the relevant underdogs in college football and the NFL for Saturday, Sunday, even Monday night for this week. Uh, My thanks also to Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. For now, we're done. For Brian Edwards, Steve Berline, T.C. Martin, Matt Zimmick, and also Jason Powers, I am simply T.J. Reeves. Good luck with all the underdog selections. The host has Stanford, Auburn, and the Washington football team. We'll see how the doggies do. And we'll talk to you next week on Three Dog Thursday. Woof, woof.